0: Radio-drome. The 71st episode of Radio Drome, and considering that tonight's topic is going to be about movie endings, wouldn't it be ironic if we end this show on this episode, but it's not going to happen? Right, Brian? It's,
1: it's, it's the finale. Not really. <laughs>
0: that would suck for Brian Lewis, since he just joined the show and then we get canceled? No. Oh, this, this is horse yeah, stuff. <laughs> you almost did it, he's didn't
1: that, you? He said it He's that equivalent to that 10-year-old kid who replaced Freddie Prinze.
0: <laughs> I, on, on Chico and the Man?
1: Yeah, on Chico and the Man. I don't even
0: remember how Chico and the Man ended, so...
1: You, me neither. <laughs> I, I just remember that they replaced him with a kid.
0: Okay, because I'm like, I, I had to pause for a second. I'm like, I don't remember even seeing the last season of that show.
1: Oh, yeah, I think, it, I think it only went for an, another season after Freddie Prince died. Like, I don't know if it, maybe it went past a full season after that, but I, I don't think so, because they, they replaced him with, like, this really annoying kid.
0: Okay, see, I didn't even remember that part, so that you actually got a reference over on me on that. Oh, sweet. So I'm going to preface this episode with, the topic of tonight's show is going to be movie endings. So the entire episode can be considered a giant spoiler warning. Cause you know, someone's going to go, well, I didn't know you were going to talk about that movie and you write it for me.
1: <laughs> I like how we have to specify that. Like as if the title of the show, movie endings, wouldn't give it away. Sometimes, sometimes I get people who complain to me that uh, like our movie review vlogs, whether it's you know, me and somebody else on the couch or whether it's a midnight screening. Sometimes I get complaints that they contain spoilers. And, like, I've been doing this for some years now and you still don't get picked up that a 30-minute vlog will probably have spoilers in it.
0: Well, there's, there's also the fact that if you're watching a review of the movie, how are you supposed to review the movie if you don't actually, you know, talk about the movie at all? If I start
1: talking about the ending or something like that, I typically say, spoiler alert, before I do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I usually don't think in my head that like of uh, uh, somebody watching it who is unaware that I'm probably going to spoil some aspects of the movie.
0: <laughs> well, and since we're going to be talking about movie endings, we can also talk about happy endings, and that leads us into the Adam and Eve promo. To get your own happy ending, go to adamandeve.com. Use the promo code DROME to get 50% off of a single item a free mystery gift, three free DVDs, and free shipping in the United States to get your own happy ending at adamandeve.com. See, Brad, that's why we don't tape them because then we get to do fun stuff like that.
1: You stayed up so late coming up with that happy endings joke, didn't you?
0: Actually, it just kind of hit, hit me like five minutes before I logged on, so... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, in the,
1: right in the face.
0: I, I want to know, what do you think and I'll ask each of you individually, what do you think is the best movie ending out there? Something where it's either it just hit you across the face or it just worked so perfectly or you just did not see it coming. Oh jeez. <laughs> Come, your... like Come on, Brian, Off the top of your Come on, Brian,
1: Off the top of your head. Best movie ending of all time.
0: No, I didn't say of all time. I said your favorite. <laughs> your favorite. Ah. Uh... Jeez! All right, um, Jesus. We'll go to Brad. Brad, yeah, since Brian's sorry, gimping.
1: <laughs> best are you? Best movie ending of all time? Uh, well, obviously Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. You knew Corey Feldman was up to no good at the end of that movie.
0: <laughs> well, would you consider that the actual ending of the story, or Jason's head sliding down the machete being the kind of ending of his saga, at least up to that point? <laughs>
1: No, no, the shifty-eyed dog look that Corey Feldman gives to the camera at the end.
0: Which, we will say, was never paid off.
1: Totally never. I mean, he was kind of bonkers in the fifth one, a little bit, like he knew karate, I guess. But uh, maybe that was it. Like, man, I'm going to go to a freaking dojo, and this guy ever comes back in the form of a crazy paramedic, someone's getting their ass kicked.
0: How oddly specific of a thing for him to train for.
1: Right? Yeah, he got the script in advance for Friday the 13th Part 5.
0: Ah, okay, that's why. Mine actually would be, and I don't know if I'd call this my all-time favorite, but one that I really love a lot is actually an ending that nobody saw until the Laserdisc came out. Have either of you guys seen the deleted ending to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3?
1: No, I, I, I didn't like Chainsaw 3, so I didn't see any deleted endings or anything.
0: I don't think I have. I've seen that one a few times, but I don't know that I've ever seen any any alternate ending for it. The alternate ending, remember the the cop that was harassing them at the very beginning of the film that was telling them to stay on the main roads? Well, it turns out he was a member of the family, and he picks up the survivor after she leaves, after Kate Hodge escapes everybody. He picks her up with the little girl from the house in the back seat. And I thought, okay. That actually explains why they were able to get away with everything that they were for so long. It explains why he was being such a dick to them. And it makes so much more sense than the ending of the movie that they used, where Ken Faree somehow survives having his head sawed in half.
1: Cause that's a totally, just, that's a totally survivable
0: wound, by the way.
1: Yeah, he really is that tough.
0: Well, what would you say is just, and I know, Brad, you and I have talked about this on the phone, where you're all right with the movie. Until the ending, all of a sudden, the last ten minutes make you go, "Ah, what the f**king hell was that?"
1: Oh, paranoia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, uh, I can think of I can think of stuff like that recently. When I went to go see *Silent House*, the uh, Elizabeth Olsen movie, for a majority of it, I was kind of with it. Like it was, it was okay, and I do like that gimmick, you know, of just what appears to be a, a single shot throughout a whole movie even though it's not but it appears to be that's the, kind of an interesting gimmick and for a while I it, like the movie had intense moments and it was the acting was good and it, it went into some sleazy places that I that I kind of dug the ending to it is just something I've seen done a lot a lot fairly recently that when it got to that point I just kind of sat there and was like all right, ease up, high tension. Well, high so tension one, was one I hated. I, I,
0: I was, I actually felt insulted at high tension.
1: I didn't feel insulted by high tension. I, I honestly didn't have a problem with the ending of high tension. I'm not saying it made sense. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I didn't care. Like I, I thought it was. I, I like high tension. I thought it was entertaining enough when it happened again in this. I I feel a little hypocritical because I've kind of done that before, but at least when I did it, it was the late... At least when I wrote that, it was the late 90s, and everyone was doing that.
0: You, trend Jumper, you.
1: Right. So in this, I was like, really? It's one of those? It didn't have to be one of those. Uh, So I was kind of annoyed when that happened, and then I'm sitting in the car reviewing it, and I'm sort of like, do I recommend it? Because most of it was pretty good, but the ending was... Was was, I don't know, like, it was just kind of annoying, and now I'm like, well, I guess if you see five bucks, it's worth it. I think I might have said that in the video, because I did only pay five bucks to go see it. So, like, I guess if you're paying five bucks, yeah, sure, it's it's mostly kind of good.
0: What about you, Brian? One of your, what the hell was that? Endings. Definitely when we went to see uh The Last Exorcism.
1: I was just going to, yeah, yeah, just going to say...
0: You kind of have this, you know, found footage type movie. You you know, it's got kind of an interesting story where, you know, everything's going along just fine. It seems supernatural, but no, it's just this crazy family. And then out of nowhere, sacrifices to the elder gods and all this kind of crap. I'm like, it, it just, it flew at you out of nowhere. And it, it just really made no sense. Like... I, I thought it, was, it, it wasn't it was a good movie, but it was at least decent enough to watch, but then that last, like, five minutes of it was just intolerable.
1: I well, guarantee um, you'll think more highly of the ending for Last Exorcism after you see the devil inside.
0: <laughs> well, see, <laughs> one that I loved that really did take me off guard, outside of To Live and Die in L.A., which Brad and I have already discussed at length, Yeah, is... Arlington Road.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That made no freaking sense.
0: It didn't. It took me off guard, partially because it made no sense, but uh-huh. also the fact that, yeah, I definitely did not see that coming.
1: I didn't, and when I was in the theater and saw that happen, I I, I was taken aback. I was like, well, that's an interesting way to end it. And then I'm like leaving the theater after I was like, wait a minute, so, okay, this all happened because Jeff Bridges happened to look over and see that van that he recognizes and then follows it to a building that that detonates. Okay, so what was there just a guy in a van who was circling around the block waiting for Jeff Bridges to happen it?
0: Brad Jeff Bridges read the script. That's why he knew what to do.
1: Obviously.
0: He read the script. Mhm. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was one of those. He only does that because
0: it's in the script.
1: Yeah, it's in the script, and it sets up the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And I kind of liked the rest of that movie.
0: I thought it was a great build-up. I, I thought it was really going someplace really cool, and Tim Robbins was creepy as a domestic terrorist. And
1: yeah, I, thought, I thought Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, Cusack yeah. yeah. Joan Cusack really nailed that part. <laughs> it's the, the creepy freaking neighbor who's a terrorist.
0: Yeah, she almost had like a slasher quality to her. You expected almost at any moment, like when she was giving him a hug and stuff, that yeah. he was going to wind up stabbed in the kidney or something.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It had really good stuff in it, and then that ending happens, and why well, it didn't make any sense.
0: I, I, th- I think you know, in, in sort of an action movie way, it kind of does, but it relies so much on coincidence that Steven Seagal movies have better endings. That it makes yeah, more sense. Yeah.
1: It relies on like a coincidence It's like a level of, of like that movie Flight Plan with Jodie Foster. I haven't
0: seen that one, so I don't know that one.
1: Flight Plan, it's, you know, like, not that the ending of Flight Plan is the ending to Arlington Road, but when it's revealed what's going on and why it's going on, it relies so heavily on coincidence to where it makes it, almost impossible that that would happen
0: well one that that i love that is a dark dark ass ending which fits for 1978 the 1978 invasion of the body snatchers that, oh, right. that last yeah. two minutes is creepy as hell have you seen that That's one brian crazy. i have but i think like back when i was a kid like i haven't seen that in ages i got a big box of it I, I do I'm, I do as well, and I got, an original, I got a poster hanging on my wall of that, too. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> I remember Sutherland being creepy as all hell, and that that's about as much as I remember. Uh-huh. Well, because the ending is he's turned into a pod person, and Veronica Cartwright is the last that we know of non-pod person human running around, and she runs into him and sees that kind of dog with the human face, and then she sees Donald Sutherland, and he points and does that, ah! thing at her and she just starts screaming because she knows she's basically on her own. And it's a really creepy, depressing, dark ass ending. It's great, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Trust me, I'm not complaining about that one. One that I loved the movie up until the last ten minutes where it almost seems like another director took over but it's not. It's the same director. It's William Peter Blatty but the ending of Exorcist 3. It's one of those kind of comes out of nowhere. You know, the movies expertly paced and slow and dialogue heavy and there's almost no blood on screen then in the last ten minutes there's all these gore scenes there's a bunch of people screaming and a shooting and you kind of go, okay, that seemed well, didn't, weird like,
1: didn't like producers step in or something like that and, and want them to kind of punch that up a little bit
0: yeah, so he did direct it, but he was yeah. against it the whole time, that's not the ending he originally shot
1: yeah, yeah. And, and he
0: he went looking for the original footage. He went going through Morgan Creek's archives. He can't find it. He thinks the original ending is gone. Oh, that sucks. Because uh, they were going to let him do a director's cut, but oops, we can't find all the footage we cut. Too bad.
1: <laughs> it's in Jerry Lewis's vault.
0: <laughs> is, is it right there with uh, The Day the Clown Cried?
1: Yeah, it's with The Day the Clown Cried.
0: <laughs> I've heard that is just horrendous. Ending or not, I've heard that's I gotta, awful.
1: I gotta see it at some point in my life. I gotta see that movie.
0: The en- The ending of the original Dawn of the Dead, would you have preferred the ending, the original ending that they shot but lost, where Ken Furry commits suicide and, or no, sorry, uh, Ken Faree, yeah, he does commit suicide and then Fran puts her head into the helicopter blades right as the, the blades run out of, f- The Blades are going over the credits, and you find out they didn't have enough fuel to have escaped anyway if they hadn't committed suicide?
1: No, I wouldn't have preferred that ending. Um, I'm glad they changed that ending. One, it's not exactly with the tone of the rest of the movie. And, you know, sometimes changing tone can be fine, you know, whatever. Um, In this particular case... In this particular case, I actually... I, I prefer it the way it is, because it still kinda is, they may be freaking committing suicide because they really don't have enough fuel to probably get somewhere that's safe. But they're trying, and everything that we've seen of these characters leading up to that point, it would almost be out of character that they would actually commit suicide.
0: It it really does, uh, like Brad said, it goes against their character because after everything they've done, fighting all the way through this, to just be like well whatever uh-huh it, it just i don't know it, it, it does feel kind of nice like even though yeah you realize that they're not going to make it probably 15 feet away from the building but it it gives you that last little glimmer of hope like yeah maybe they got a it's fight possible. they got a fighting maybe. chance at least they got a fighting chance they at least have a fighting chance at if nothing else it's possible yeah i, I would say one that just infuriated me in that way the ending doesn't fit at all, and some people are going to argue with me on this one that it actually is foreshadowed, and that's Alien Three, R- Ripley committing uh, where suicide, she,
1: where Ripley commits suicide. Um, you know, I the only time I've the only time I've seen that movie all the way through was when I saw it in the theater, and I was sitting there in the theater, and that happens, Ripley commits suicide, and I just remember I don't remember being pissed off, mainly because. I didn't care much for the rest of the movie. Like, I don't hate it to the extent that a lot of other people do. I just don't think it's really all that great. So when that happened, I was like, oh, that's kind of dark, whatever. So it isn't So it isn't like it was a situation where I thought it was a great movie up until that point. It's sort of like with The Devil Inside, which is it has recently been said to have one of the worst endings of all time. And it kind of does, but this isn't a situation where it was a great movie until that point not at all
0: well and then mm-hmm. another one that going back to Romero I was really angered at the ending of Land of the Dead and keep in mind I'm one of the few people that likes Land of the Dead I think Land of the Dead's a surprisingly I good like, movie
1: I I, I, I I like Land of the Dead
0: I didn't like the part that when they're about to use dead reckoning to start shelling Big Daddy and all the you know now intelligent zombies and he's like no just leave them they're just looking for a, a way home. And I'm going. They just slaughtered hundreds of innocent people, creating more zombies. And if you waste them now, that's less you're going to have to worry about later. <laughs> There's no reason to not waste them. It's not like they've somehow earned your respect or something. I that ending just made no sense.
1: No, I mean logistically, as you're saying, no, yeah, pro- probably not. But I didn't. It didn't make me mad. It didn't make it didn't upset me or anything like that. I like I like Land of the Dead. Uh, that didn't that didn't have any kind of anger effect on me when that happened.
0: Um, I, I kind of agree though. Yeah, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. It just kind of seemed like one of those moments where like, well, we need to wrap this up. Uh, yeah, just put credits on it. I don't care. You know, they, they just it seemed like they just wanted to get like the last ten minutes out of the way as quick as they could and just move on with life. Or,
1: yeah, like they just kind of want to move on, you know, whatever. they the characters are just moving on. Like I, it, it sounds like you know they just wanted to put something really almost sort of profound there at the end. Maybe logistically it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it didn't. It didn't
0: make me mad. Or like I am Legend, the Will Smith one. Oh my! I mean, we talked about that in the back when Jared was on the show, Brad. But yeah. that ending. The ending that everyone loves, where he survives and rides off into the sunset across the bridge that it was previously destroyed prior to that, uh-huh. just, that just infuriates me, that people like that ending more. And it's like, people, in the book, he dies. He has to die to make that movie work. So him going mm-hmm. off into the sunset with his new like, adopted son and girlfriend? No! That does not work!
1: I'm almost surprised that ending wasn't in that movie. He survives, because, you know, bad ending make people sad.
0: And people complained about it. it, it yeah. During its theatrical run, critics were like, the ending is so dark. Well, because, yeah, the rest of the movie was all sunshines and rainbows, so that dark ending came out of nowhere, apparently.
1: How about the ending too? this is an ending that divided a lot of people. Remember the ending to Book of Eli?
0: Okay, I have not seen the movie. I know what the ending is, so I don't know how well that's foreshadowed. But What about what about you, Brian? Have you seen that ending? I, I never got around to watching that one, no.
1: Okay, well, it ends with, uh, I'm not going to say what happens because you haven't seen it, but it turns out, let's just say that how it turns out at the end is impossible. <laughs> that's, one like, way to, that's one way to <laughs> the put only, it. The only, way, the only way that it is possible is if it were like, If as if it were a '90s action movie starring Rudger Hauer, and that's kind of a clue if you know the ending of the movie.
0: I know exactly. I'm trying to avoid the title, but I know exactly which uh, movie you're talking about with Rudger Hauer too. But if I tell you, if I tell Brian the title, he'll know what the twist is. Uh (laughs) So I'm trying to preserve that one for Brian because that movie's new enough that we should still, you know, there's still a chance you haven't seen it legitimately. I hate the fact that people go, "Well, you ruined the ending of Planet of the Apes for me." Okay, the movie's forty years old. It's not my fault you haven't watched it yet.
1: Somebody got mad at you for talking about the ending to Planet of the
0: Apes. Yeah, on a Lost in the Static episode, and it's like nineteen sixty-nine. It's not my fault you haven't got around to seeing that, okay, or even yeah. saw if the you're... DVD cover, which ruins the ending.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that's now I I agree that like putting the ending on the cover is bad. I I I think yeah, putting the uh, ending to Planet of the Apes or any movie really on the cover. Is, is a lousy thing to do. I don't like I don't like that at all. But that's different than you're talking about it on a podcast or whatever. If you're if you're talking about it on the radio, you're talking about it in a conversation and it's a forty year old movie. I think that's diff it's that's different than putting it on the cover of your VHS or D V D.
0: Which is why like out of respect for Brian, I, I'm not gonna ruin it because it that movie's what, three, four years old? Is Book something of Eli? like not
1: so, not even that not even that I think I had my sight when my, and I've had my sight since oh nine I think okay so it's at least probably like three years old.
0: How about the endings of and this happens more in horror movies and some sci fi movies and I know Brian's going to chime in on this because I know he likes this series where the ending of the 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 first movie leads directly into the beginning of the second movie and then so forth with the third and fourth and each one goes out of their way to negate the ending of the first, kind of making it pointless. I'm thinking like, I'm looking at you, Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> a good one to, a good one to look directly at. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cause every single one of those movies ends with the tall man being killed, and then the very first scene of the next movie is the tall man somehow coming back to life, and you go, well, that made Phantasm previous movie totally pointless then, didn't it? Well, yeah, that's like uh, Phantasm too. Uh, uh, as I mentioned before, it's one of my favorites. But yeah, the fact that it immediately starts off with, yeah, I mean, not just uh, not just changing a few things like like how the uh, the Evil Dead movies do, but uh, but just completely going out of its way to be like, like, oh, what are you talking about? Your brother Jody died. None of that happened. Yeah. Well, that's even worse. The whole it's a dream thing. I'm thinking more like remember the ending of Phantasm Two, where the tall man gets embalmed with the hy- hydrochloric acid, and remember he oh, all yeah. he all melts the yellow blood out of him. I don't in a, in a way I, I you kind of want to just assume like well he's one of those supernatural horror villains that no matter what you try you can't kill them. But at the same time, it's just it was such a complete death that I mean it it, it seemed kind of. Uh, Final? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the next film, the very first or one of the early shots is him, another him coming out of that tuning fork dimension thing and taking his own dead body and throwing it back. And you kind of go, all right, so technically it's a different tall man, but it's the same, and this makes no sense. <laughs> oh, it's just a, another one that looks slightly older.
1: It's like the leprechaun. He's different in every movie, a different <laughs> leprechaun. Um huh. well, how about you you mentioned you know the it's all a dream ending which is probably the worst ending you could ever pull. It's cheap anything. as hell. Remember Wisdom? Remember uh remember Wisdom with Emilio Estevez?
0: Did that I don't, I don't I don't I haven't seen that since I was a kid so I don't even remember what the ending was. Did it pull one of those?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's literally the ending of the movie. Oh. It's the movie the movie is Amelia Estevez and Demi Moore are I think they're high I think they're high school students.
0: they're like modern day Robin Hoods taking like uh they're modern, from day, banks no, they're modern day
1: they're a modern day Bonnie and Clyde. They go around robbing banks, blah blah blah, the cops are after them, whatever. And then at the end, he has Amelia Westavez. I think, is sitting on like the bleachers or something like that, and he's having a showdown or something with the cops. I think it's the cop. Again, it's it, it's probably been since I was a kid that I saw it, too. But Emilio Estevez then gets shot. I think he pulls a gun on the cop or something, and then the cop shoots him or something. He Like, he gets shot, falls back dead, and then, oh, crap, it was all a dream. The whole movie was all a dream.
0: Well, I mean, the Friday the 13th movies like to pull that a lot, too. Hey, Jason's dead. No, he's not. Hey, he's dead. No, he's not. Now he's dead. No, now he's not even Jason, you know, part five.
1: You can't can't even single that to just Friday the 13th. That's slasher movies in general.
0: Right, but at least sometimes, like, if I'm going to give the Scream movies any kind of credit, and that hurts me to say that right there, at least it it wasn't the same killer in every movie.
1: That it was Ghostface, sure. Yeah, but I mean, Uh, it was
0: a different person under the mask. I mean, who would have thought Jackie Connor was going to be the killer in part two? That kind of uh-huh. came out of nowhere, didn't
1: it? It was one of the only things I liked about any of those move about any of those damn movies was seeing Jackie play a
0: villain. I liked that. Friday the 13th part 5 was actually kind of heroic in the fact that they had the balls to make it not Jason. I kind of respected the producers for not immediately bringing him back.
1: Immediately bringing back Jason. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, they wanted to continue the franchise but at least they were attempting to take it into a new direction. What Didn't were they going to
1: do? What were they going to do? Were they going to make it the paramedic the the rest of the series? Is it going to be a different guy in a hockey mask the entire series?
0: I really would have preferred the whole, imp- like you pointed out from part four, the implied Tommy Jarvis is about to become Jason ending. At I least would have the, liked yeah, that. At least,
1: like, I don't know how much I would have. I don't know how much I would have liked that, but at least that it would have paid off from, I mean, at least like it wouldn't have left it hanging like it does at the end of Friday, the 13th. And by the way, I was for anyone listening, I wasn't being serious earlier when I said that was my favorite ending. (laughs) Um, um, so, but at least like there would have been some kind of continuation with that really. I mean, like there was, and there wasn't because there are times in Friday the 13th Part 5 when you're not sure if he's the killer, and there are times when he's looking through like the drawers and he's, and he's seeing... Actually, the ending of Part 4 pays off more than the ending of Part 5, because there are times in Part 5 where it's looking like that he might be the bad guy and he's kind of questioning it and whatnot. So that does kind of go along with the ending of Part 4, But the ending of part five is that he's standing there with the hockey mask on, and he's about to kill the girl, the blonde, who was also the survivor in it. That in no way, shape, or form is... Continued on in part six,
0: which is my favorite. But it would have been nice if they would have mentioned that he killed her, and that's why he was still in the home by the time he became Tom Matthews. Yeah, just like
1: one sentence, like one sentence to mention it or something. And again, like I like part six. I like I like part six a lot.
0: I think that's the best of the franchise. But how about the? I don't ni- think
1: it's the best of the franchise, but I do
0: like it. How about the 1988 Blob? The ending to that that clearly set up a sequel that didn't happen.
1: Uh, you know that'll happen. that'll happen you know you want a a sequel that never happens you got that with
0: chronicles of riddick
1: you got that with chronicles of riddick which that that might still happen you know you don't know uh you got that with the super (laughs) mario brothers movie well (laughs) nobody
0: wanted that one to happen brad
1: you got that with uh no not that people wanted it to happen but the fact that it sets it up for a sequel golden compass uh the last airbender
0: (laughs) Well, because I'm thinking, like, The the Blob was a really good movie. At, at least I really liked the 1988 version of The Blob. That's one of those remakes that's, in my opinion, superior to the original.
1: I like, I, I like the 80s Blob.
0: But at the same time, the ending didn't make a whole lot of sense. Because, yeah, the preacher going insane and wanting to release his little frozen blob shards upon the world. I mean, this one Blob was defeated by cold weather. It's uh-huh. n- all you got to do is move to Wisconsin and the blob can't get you. I don't see how he said it was going to cleanse the world. He just hates ple- people that live in hot places. That's really his problem. Yeah. He's going to drop it in South America and just watch watch it burn. <laughs> I hate the
1: ending to the pledge that ruined that movie for me. It was the most anticlimactic ending I've ever seen in my life.
0: The Jack Nicholson one?
1: Yeah, the Jack Nicholson one, the movie that Sean Penn directed. I don't remember that, that's, that's what the, the ending to that killer, was. That's the serial killer. It's the serial killer movie equivalent of the ending to The Devil Inside.
0: Well, did you ever see uh, what just happened with De Niro and Sean Penn? It's it, it's the fictionalized true story, and I know that's a kind of a contradiction in terms right there. But for legal reasons, they had to fictionalize certain parts of a true story, mm-hmm. and Basically, Michael Wincott plays this director of a Sean Penn movie that is this ultra-dark movie, and the studio makes him change it, change the ending, and he's a crying little pussy and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I love the ending of the movie, where at Cannes he put on his original ending, throws on his sunglasses, and walks out the door all triumphant that he beat the studio. And it's like you just kind of go, yeah,
1: yeah, you know? (laughs)
0: Stick it nice. to the man, mm-hmm. or just the opposite—the TV set with David Duchovny.
1: I haven't seen that.
0: Oh, I won't tell you what happens, other than the fact that it's depressing. You just kind of, oh man, I mean, you just you feel bad for Duchovny at the end I of that a, movie.
1: I get like a depress. I get like a depressing ending when it's when it's done right. Like anything, like with a happy ending too. When it's done right, it's just done right. One of the worst endings I've ever seen in my life, and this is a movie that you like, Blair Witch Two.
0: Essie, yeah, I I thought that ending. You called it just mean, and I'm not. It is mean. It it's is. A, it's I'm not fighting with meanest, you on that part.
1: One of the meanest, most useless, pointless, cruelest endings I've ever seen in my
0: life. Maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know.
1: You know, I'm. You know what? I'm glad that you like. I'm glad that you like Blair Witch Two. Because because a lot of people because a lot of people get really mad at you for not liking stuff, like on the comments and things like that. But I don't. And here's why. When you go off on stuff like, Oh man, I hate the Dark Knight, I can't get mad because in my head I'm like, Yeah, well you like Blair Witch too <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: can't get mad.
0: <laughs> what about you, Brian? What's your opinion get, on oh, Blair man, Witch Two?
1: Oh man, Avengers.
0: <laughs> my opinion on Blair Witch Two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I, I did not like that movie at all. And and yeah, that, that, the ending, I just, I thought was really dumb. It it just, it didn't need to end like that. I mean, it, it needed to end somehow, I guess, obviously, but I just thought that was a really dumb ending. How about an ending where it's almost genre breaking out of nowhere? One that I'm thinking, and I liked this one, would be Wizards. Do you guys remember how Wizards ends? No. Oh, Lord. I no. don't know.
1: Wizards Wizards. I don't know if I've seen Wizards.
0: Uh 1980 Ralph Bakshi. It's a rotoscoped movie. Mark Hamill oh, does a voice I... in it. Or no, sorry. No, I, I think haven't... it was like 77.
1: I haven't seen Wizards. I've I've only seen a couple of Bakshi movies.
0: Okay, well basically the movie is is all a sword and sorcery movie take mm. place like 4,000 years in our future or something and the big evil wizard finds an old Nazi propaganda film and uses that to rally the trolls to take over the fairies. At the ending, the the good wizard just goes, you know what, you're an asshole. He pulls out a Luger from nowhere and shoots the bad wizard and that's the ending and you go, that was out of nowhere, thank you? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: you you got me that I didn't see that coming, I'll give you that. Uh Uh-huh. Because there was no build-up to it.
1: There, You know what? That reminds me. I, I think I've done that ending once before. Uh, when I was in... I think I think it was in high school. Me and my buddy, Nick, we made... We, we, we would... We, us, us friends, we would get together. And then, like, over, like, a night, we'd make, like, a 20-minute ad-lib short movie about whatever. So, at one point, we did. And it was a... Uh, I was going around in a gorilla suit. So the plot was that there's a there's a gorilla loose in the neighborhood. <laughs>
0: I so love this movie. Gor-
1: <laughs> there's a gorilla loose in the neighborhood. Like, ooh, ooh. like he <laughs> opens the door and goes inside and stuff like that. So, you know, my buddy Nick, he was playing the cop. He was like, oh, for sure, we've got a report of some ape material in the neighborhood. And so he's this cop and he's investigating it. And then he knocks on the door and I answer the door. And I'm like, oh yeah, officer, come in. And I'm explaining to him, like, oh, it's this big, this monkey loosened the thing. And and Nick is sitting there, like, uh, like, you sure it wasn't a big, tall, hairy guy? Like, no, no, it was a, it was a gorilla, dude. So like, it goes on. And then eventually, I'm like, man, it's like three in the morning. Really tired. Let's wrap this up. So okay, it's a scene of me and Nick like hiding out in the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, the monkey comes in the house, and they were hiding in the bathroom. So then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, officer. He goes, yeah, looks over, and I shoot him in the head. End of movie.
0: (laughs) But see, that was born out of frustration. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm willing to give you a little leeway on that one.
1: But still, it's like, what happened to the gorilla? Alright, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is... Okay, uh, how about movies that, while not necessarily made to set up a sequel, Mm -hmm. are some of the Endings that just kind of make you go, well, at least they're going out on an action beat. I'm looking at the one, Uh those last couple of minutes when he lands in Hades Prime. (laughs) You just kind of go, I want five more minutes of this movie because I want to see how this scene turns out.
1: The end of Mortal Kombat.
0: (laughs) That's another one I was thinking which the sequel completely craps all over. Mortal Kombat was better than it had any right to be, but that ending was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, the the ending was good. I like that. I like that ending. I like any scene. I like, I don't, I don't know if I like that movie, but I, I like every scene that has Christopher Lambert in it.
0: Well, Christopher Lambert is awesome in just about anything.
1: Yeah. So I like any scene that's got him in it, but I, I, I don't know if I really like that movie necessarily, but it has its
0: moments. Well, how about a movie where you think the movie's over, you know, they've, they've killed the monster, they've stopped the bad guy, and then another scene happens, and I'm not talking about like well, a little teaser and something that you know is going to be a franchise, like a Friday the 13th yeah. or something. I'm thinking more of Piranha 3D. Hey, movie's oh, over! You... oh Big Piranha knocks him off and kills him. What the? Huh?
1: Well, you that happens. Um, you know, the movie, you think the movie's over, and then like, holy crap, Freddy Krueger just grabbed his mask. That's something that's been around for a while. You think the movie's over, that, oh crap, what was that? Like, Godzilla
0: which godzilla the actual the first godzilla actually ended with a pretty definitive ending
1: no 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 i'm talking about the roland emmerich one ugh. The, real, ugh. the real godzilla movie
0: oh shut the hell up <laughs> ugh. i'm a big g fan i ugh. that's hey, not godzilla but... well okay how about ambiguous endings like have you either of you seen wonderland no what about john Holmes? yeah yeah the, the valkyrie yeah, one yeah yeah uh huh How the ending is really ambiguous, just like the real case. That I I respected them that they didn't try and put an ending on that. They left it as, maybe David Lind is telling the truth. Maybe John Holmes is telling the truth. Both of their stories contradict each other, but both stories fit the physical evidence. So nobody really knows what happened in that apartment on Wonderland Avenue that night.
1: I like that. Yeah, I did really like that. They did the same thing with uh, Hollywood Land.
0: I have not seen Hollywood Land. It's still in my stack to watch. But I the trailer for Hollywood that looks Land great. Was the trailer looks great. Oh, well, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I really liked Hollywood Land.
0: Or how about endings that get people all worked up, even though not only are they not even hinted at, you're outright told the ending at the beginning of the movie and somehow people still miss it. I'm looking at you, American Beauty. You know the fact—the fact that he dies in *American oh, yeah, Beauty* yeah. <laughs> th- that's set up in his opening narration. Yet everybody, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. Maybe not how it happened, but the fact that he died—not really a plot twist. He kind of announces it in the opening narration, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I, like I well, I had when I, I saw that movie in the theater, and I had heard before I went to go see it, like somebody spoiled it for me that he dies at the end. But then when I went to go see it, I'm like. He says that at the beginning, so I'm like, oh, well, it's not really a twist or anything. He says at the beginning of it that he dies at the end. Okay, whatever.
0: One that I love, I I I give even, if you know, I don't know how much George Lucas was involved in this, the ending of Empire. The ending of okay, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Because what people that are listening to this that are under the age of 20 have to realize, no internet, magazines uh-huh. didn't report on that that ending made you kind of you really had to wait 3 years to even get a hint of what was going to happen next to those characters yeah i loved that it was almost like a movie serial ending oh yeah yeah i absolutely love that what about you louis yeah it was it was just a, a, a it was a bold choice because i mean obviously you know they they were set to make another one it was going to make enough money that they were going to make another one but yeah. if if the studio hadn't, if, if for whatever reason they had pulled funding, or if Empire had just bombed out at the theater, that would have been possibly the most depressing end for the series that they <laughs> could have ever come up with. But we would have like, we would have been spared Ewoks. I can I can live
1: with E I can live with Ewoks. We would have been spared the prequels.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> Ewoks are far from being the worst thing about that series.
0: They aren't gun guns.
1: Yeah. Like, or how about like, <laughs> that's endings, racist, like, Josh. This is, hey. this is, this is something that like, that I, that I've, uh, all right. How about endings that are usually called twists, but they're not really twists. It's just kind of an explanation of what's going on. Like, um, people were talking about, oh, the twist, the twist, the twist in a uh, cabin in the woods. And uh, I don't
0: like what it, twist. <laughs> did you see it? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Letty and I just went and watched that uh, last night. Uh, uh, Actually, I think we were watching that when you were watching The Raven. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. um, And we almost went to go see
1: The Raven. (laughs) Freaking Raven. No, like, uh, okay, yeah, like, okay, like, it got to the point to where I was like, did I miss something about that ending? Because, okay, (laughs) the fact that everything's being controlled by people in the control rooms, that's the opening scene in the movie. And it's also... It's, it's also it, spliced in throughout the movie. Yeah, it's. I don't the know movie. what. It's just. It's not a twist. Twi- when, when uh, the the. Okay, I don't want to. See, Josh hasn't seen, it, but when the cameo. I already, already, already know. I already like know the ending. The I like the movie a yeah. lot. I
0: already know the ending, and I know the cameo, yeah, cameo too.
1: But what ending? Like, it's just an explanation for what's going on. Like, it's not a twist. It's just they're explaining why everyone is doing what they're doing.
0: Yeah that that's like calling it a twist ending at, at the end of any of the Friday the 13th when it's like it's like you expect Jason to kill the girl but then she kills him what a uh, twist Yeah it's just it's just an explanation
1: and that's different than a twist
0: and that's like people calling uh, like yeah, well that's just like my problem with you know like clever twist endings anyways is like like when everybody was uh was going on about like uh uh with uh what was it uh oh uh Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson, uh, Unbreakable. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, Unbreakable.
0: Like, that was just, that wasn't even an explanation. That was just a really crap line of dialogue. What, the ending
1: of Unbreakable? I like the ending of Unbreakable.
0: Okay, uh, how about, this one that I'm going to bring up is, it's kind of a twist, but not really. It falls more into the Brad's thing of, it's more of an explanation of what and why. And that would be the General's Daughter.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I wouldn't say that that's really, I mean, it's a twist in that any murder mystery, you know, at, at the end it shows and explains who the bad guy is. Like, it would be a twist, it would be a twist if you show who the bad guy is, but then in the last scene, like, oh, he had a partner or something, you know, that would be kind of, kind of a twist. Right, um, and,
0: and General's Daughter, I loved the ending, because I loved the fact that the reason everything was happening was the not the reason you thought it was happening. I really liked why she did what she did to James Cromwell in that movie.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of liked that movie. I only saw it when I saw it in the theater, but I remember liking it.
0: I I liked that way better than a, I probably should have. Okay, how about how about comedies? that go for the serious ending. I'm looking at the original ending of Clerks, where Dante gets shot. <laughs> that was one of the worst endings I've ever heard laid out. <laughs> no, no, no. The butterfly effect had the worst ending of all time.
1: That the butterfly effect had, had the worst ending?
0: The, the, the yeah, I don't uh, know
1: about that.
0: Have you ever seen the deleted ending? The one that's oh, on wait, the DVD?
1: Wait, are you saying... Are you saying the deleted ending was the worst ending ever?
0: Yeah, the the. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the deleted ending—the the theatrical ending. Oh, yeah, that that deleted deleted ending was. I mean, it's not that good of a movie anyway. But that deleted ending was just freaking ridiculous.
0: Do you do you know what that one was, Brian? I, I, I saw the movie uh, when it came out in theaters, but I haven't, I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I watched that one on Valentine's Day. Oh. Well, the oh. uh, <laughs> in the deleted ending. He goes all the way back in time to himself in utero and strangles himself with his own umbilical cord. Boo.
1: Yeah, (laughs) boo indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Zero stars. Dude, dude, if you'd only waited a few years, you could have actually seen an Ashton Kutcher movie called Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Damn
0: this luck of mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you were there for New Year's Eve. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, damn this luck of mine. <laughs> okay, to go to go back to what we were talking about with like the Wonderland ending, how about the ending of The Insider, which is still pretty ambiguous again because it's based on a true story. Where basically everybody loses and then it goes into this is what happened to them 5 years later, but there's really no resolution to the actual story of him testifying against Philip Morris I think it was oh, Philip sure. Morris
1: yeah since it's a true story and everything
0: but um, but that doesn't stop them I mean the pursuit of happiness it was like Dateliner 2020 debunked that three-quarters of that movie is completely fictional
1: oh yeah so yeah. just because
0: it's a true story doesn't mean that they didn't make up most of the plot
1: they didn't they didn't well I mean I can respect the fact I can respect the fact that in the same way I can respect the fact about wonderland and Hollywoodland keep it not actually giving it a definitive ending what i enjoy is like when something um when a twist happens and people kind of it's it's thought of as being like the actual ending of the movie when it's not it actually happens about halfway through like the crying game
0: or repo man
1: yeah yeah where like especially with the crying game where that what people think about of the twist of the Crying Game. Many people, when they talk about it, they'll say, "Oh, the ending of the Crying Game, the twist at the end of the Crying Game." It happens like a ha- at the halfway point. It happens halfway into the movie. There's still like another probably hour of the movie left after that.
0: Well, and last week Brian and I talked about John Carpenter, the end of a- ending of Escape from L.A. I don't care what you think of that movie. The last five minutes are the definition of awesome, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I like the end of Escape from LA. Yeah,
0: I mean that's just beautiful the way the music swells, the satellite starts opening, the world gets shut down and then the
1: welcome to the human race. Welcome to the human race. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like the I like the end of Escape from LA.
0: Or or the ending of uh, you know, not to go back to Carpenter too much, but they live. Or uh-huh. the, or the ending of Prince of Darkness that creepy ass last minute.
1: I'm going to have to see Prince of Darkness again. That's one I haven't seen since probably the early
0: 90s. Well, Brian promised he was going to. He said he hadn't seen that one, Brian. It's uh, it's still on my list of ones to uh, get around to. All right, we've got you on record <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I'll watch it before next week. God, huh. actually, I almost, I almost watched it earlier, and then I'm like, uh, no, I
1: was gonna <laughs> watch Dimitri Martin. You're lucky. I was stuck watching Gums, the '70s porno spoof of Jaws. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that for a snob or just for fun?
1: It's for it's trust me, it's not for fun. Um,
0: <laughs> you were bored.
1: Is I was kind of bored. Like it. it uh, it's got all right. For, well, you know what? I will say this. I never thought I would see a porno that that one of the that one of the actors in it is brother Theodore, the stand up comedian, <laughs> who is Uncle Clopeck from the yep. Perbs.
0: He was al- He was also the voice of Gollum in the nineteen seventy seven Hobbit. Or uh, the the return of the king.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he did that right after doing gums. He plays he plays Quint, except in this, his name is Carl Clitoris, and he's a Nazi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just keeps getting branded as that, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, like was it ever like he's Quint is a Nazi? Was that ever? It, all right, I never thought Nazi when I thought of Bartholomew
0: Quint Fisherman. <laughs> I mean, the he, nose, the tail, the whole damn thing. I mean, he might have been a little nuts, but yeah, Nazi never came to mind. I mean, did they even show him like with a luger or something in the movie? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've if seen all luger, of Jaws.
1: I, I don't know, but in in this, he's dressed up like full like SS outfit.
0: Oh, so <laughs> oh, he's an escapee from a Bruno Mattei film.
1: Yeah, pretty much, it was playing the music from SS girls.
0: <laughs> the the whimsical one?
1: No, no, uh no, no, I mean I I shouldn't say music from SS Girls. It's music that was used in SS Girls. The the uh <laughs> I can't remember it. They play it at the beginning of rollerball.
0: Alright, so we gotta go. Brad, where can people find you? Uh the cinemasnob.com. Lewis? Uh oddly enough, the same place. The cinemasnob.com. Man, this this whole thing's like a big incestuous affair. This sucks. You can find me at 1201beyond.com, 1201beyond at gmail.com, and good night.